So here I am, Neve Bushnell from Tech Ireland, and I am with a guest that I have wanted to have on the podcast for ages, and we've been talking about doing this for ages, so I'm so glad that we're finally in a room together and uh, we've pressed play, because otherwise we would talk on and on uh, without it. Uh, Connell Laverty from WIA, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And uh, so we've loads to talk about and we've spent uh, a lot of time already talking, so I figured that we better press play and get on with it. Um, but uh, WIA is an IoT company and you've got so many different things going on and you have some recent funding and uh, you have a great team based out of Dogpatch and you're one of the most exciting young companies I'm seeing coming out of Ireland Thank and uh, and I and I love hardware and I love IoT and I and I love that whole area and in fact in Ireland there's so much IoT going mm. on now I think in 2017 we were tracking um you know over 200 companies and this year it's even more than that again so it's a really big area for us but Let's first of all talk about what you think IoT is, what it is, what it isn't, and where it's going, and then we'll dive into what's going on with WIA. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so we, we like to think that IoT starts with a thing. So a thing is a piece of hardware that has sensors for inputs, and it's got actuators for outputs. Um, so those two things allow you to, uh, to get data, such as the temperature reading, humidity, and they, they also allow you to control things as well. When you want to bring that online, you need a form of connectivity. So that connectivity can uh, take the form of um, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, cellular, or some of the more uh, recent technologies, uh, such as narrowband, IoT, Sigfox, and LoRa, which are specifically designed for low-power, low-data devices. When you, when you bring it online, you want to connect it to a cloud. Um, so a cloud is where the devices are managed, where the data is captured, and where you can uh, take care of a lot of the security issues that may occur. Um, and what that, that allows you to do then is to build applications on top of it. So those applications can take the form of mobile apps for iOS or Android, uh, and also for desktop in the form of da uh, dashboards for the web. Um, to make those things even smarter, um, what you can do is link in with other existing third-party services. Um, so the integrations that you can add in with, um, say, for a platform like ours, um, allow you to do everything from send SMS notifications all the way up to doing uh, facial recognition um, all within a matter of minutes without having to do any uh, programming. Um, so that's that's a little uh, little brief go. intro. Uh, yeah, and, and as you said, it's it's a really, really big area. Like we see... About 9 million new devices currently added every single day. Um, to give that a bit of context, around 400,000 people are born every day. So that's more than 20 devices for each, each new baby in this world. My yeah. goodness gracious. Yeah. And I spend my whole time hiding his yeah. phone from myself. <laughs> 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 it's the new game in our house. Uh, so brilliant. That's very helpful. And you're in a good iot community here mm. in ireland right i mean you're obviously you've got your own team and you're in dog patch so you're already in a hub that mm -hmm. has a lot going on but dcu alpha there's so many great companies out there there's iot companies um but there's loads of other companies in the space around the country who, who, who do you who do you who do you spend time with in the community we spend time with a lot of companies. Um, as you mentioned, there's there's some really fantastic companies up up in the up in the office space. Um, and the, the, the companies really range from 
companies like us who are working more on the software side to companies who are um, building their own hardware um, and even companies who are doing the more discrete pieces such as building antenna like a, like tower glass there who also um, recently announced um, some some fantastic uh, fundraising as well and then you've got other companies that are here um, on the connectivity side um, like we would work very closely with Vodafone Ireland yeah um, so they're really keen with their new network that they're launching for IoT devices to work with uh, with the startup community and businesses to help to push that out to to the wider audience um, which I'm, which I'm sure they'll plan to do um, very very soon great yeah. and, and Vodafone actually sponsor IOT on Tech Ireland so okay great yeah so they're I didn't um, know that so yeah it's good yeah. that I give them a plug yeah, yeah it is it is it is uh, so we were talking earlier about IOT and it kind of you know IOT AI AR VR all of these kind of disruptive areas mm. merging together in in certain ways i mean at tech ireland we're having a problem a challenge i should say kind of you know defining companies so we're ending up adding multiple tags mm. to companies because companies would say just well we're not just iot we're also ai and we're also um you know we're fintech and we're health tech and so it's kind of these platforms are addressing so many different areas mm. and including so many different technologies within them. Are you seeing that kind of merging of different what we might have considered earlier on as being different disciplines almost? Yeah, like I think what you'll see very soon, like the IoT is a really big thing and, and quite difficult to understand and, and rightly so um, because... You know, people have this picture in their mind that they're going to be, you know, driving a driving or someone's driving a digger which talks to a fridge on the other side of the world, <laughs> and 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 in in essence, that's that's kind of right, um, with the way it's with the way it's been perceived. But for us, really, the the IoT is more about discrete devices. So those are those are devices that do very very simple jobs, such as. Uh, grab uh, grab environment data um, and then push that up to some sort of cloud and then make some sort of decision around that. Um, so when you say discrete, you mean kind of standalone solutions. It's like here's some data, here's a device, and very simple. Here's what it adds. Yeah, yeah they they just got very very simple sensors. Um, most of them actually don't have an interface. Uh, sorry, a direct interface that you could uh con control them with. Um, so they, they require things like the cloud or some sort of edge computing uh, device to allow people to interact with them on an ongoing basis. Uh, so so yeah. really, really it is just about those, those more simple devices uh, with sen sensory input um, that, that, are, that really fall into the IoT category okay. uh, rather than the more complex devices. Okay, yeah. great. Um, as part of this um, podcast, by the way, on the blog that will go with this um, when we when we put it out in a couple of days time we will um add a link to all of the IoT companies mm -hmm. in Ireland and people can see who they are what kind of funding they have where they're sitting in the country um they're a really impressive bunch of companies um and coming back to Wire then you guys applied for black box mm -hmm. Uh, which is a Google program in San Francisco. It's based in San Francisco. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay. based in San Francisco. Yeah, okay. just beside um, Dolores Park, uh, across from the Painted Ladies. I, I've never seen what well, things Fuller House is a TV show on Netflix or something. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I've never seen it. But yeah, what we did see was lots of people um, taking photos of it and thinking that the house that we were all staying in uh, was actually that house. So, so every day. You so had you to, went to so yeah. you went to Black Box yeah. in August. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for two weeks. Yeah, that's okay, right. Tell yeah. us the whole story. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I've been trying to explain to lots of people. Um. What exactly it was, 
Um, and it was, I guess it was kind of like a startup retreat slash therapy almost. Uh, the, the intention of the program is to take founders from all around the world. So in this particular instance, they took 14 founders from 13 countries, um, ranging from kind of Peru, Argentina, America, um, Ireland, Spain, France. Um, and each of those founders had a totally different company and were at totally different stages. So you had companies who were uh, creating marketplaces all the way up to um, more technically complex companies who were doing things like uh, 4D printing of, uh, of human tissue, wow. um, which, which was yeah, extremely impressive um, to, to, um, to see. Uh, but really what, what they did was they took the founders, um, basically broke them down um, in a nice way uh, and the companies as well, and then put all the pieces back together in, in, in a better, better, better fashion. I'm um, certainly felt that way after. So it was, a lot of it was around um, about taking the kind of the, the mindfulness of the founder themselves and, and how behavior um, itself can play into the culture of a company, which can then, uh, which is then required to reach the goals at the top of the summit for any, any organization that's out there. Wow. So it, it, it becomes really apparent that regardless of what your company is or what you're trying to achieve, if you haven't got the right, um, the right behaviors put in place, then you're going to really struggle to get there. Okay, yeah. that sounds very um, deep. Is it the kind yeah. of thing that like you're on the plane on the way to San Francisco going, okay, I've got to psych myself up for this? Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Because on the way, on, on the plane over, you, you know, you're sitting, uh, sipping wine and whiskey, not, 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 not ready for someone to judge you as soon as you're going to arrive. Feeling no yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so, the, so that, that behavior was, uh, was, was cut, cut back on. What did you drink on the plane on the way back? Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, let me think about that. Oh no! Well, I I had my two my, I had my two uh two bottles of red uh one with my meal and one one to wash down my meal, uh so, <laughs> but but that was it. Yeah, it was actually a disaster on the way back. It was a very long flight through London, but anyway, very jet lagged. That happens. But, yeah. So so, that group of founders and it sounds very hands on. So mm. there was a lot of. I was going to say confessional, but it wasn't. It, it was more just opening up and telling stories about your childhood. And could you see the dots connecting all the time? Mm. It's like, why are we doing, you know, why am I, you know, having to share these different stories and, and how do they kind of help me to become a better founder and CEO, for mm. example? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned connecting the dots because there's one thing you have to do before you connect them. You have to make them. Um, so that... The, the importance of kind of networking, of engaging with people around you in, in a positive way allows you to create a discrete dot each, each, each and every moment. Um, so connecting them really comes naturally after that because they just kind of fall into place. Um, but yeah, with, with sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I mean, did all of the founders kind of and that makes sense, by the way, yeah. making the dots first completely. And I, I guess, would it be fair to say that making the dots, is that's consciousness? Yeah, it's, but it's, it's even like, a, say you go to an event. Yeah. Okay, before you go to that event, you go, I'm going to make three dots at this event. And those three dots will be, I'm going to meet three people that I didn't meet. Okay. And it doesn't matter what they do or who they are, you're going to meet three people. And then you can take that off whenever you go back. Um, the good thing about that then is maybe maybe the next day, maybe a week later, maybe a year later, those dots will then start to connect. Um, but it's just really important to, to do that. And I actually kind of saw that firsthand when I first moved down to Dublin. 
Um, I didn't realize I was accidentally creating dots all the time, mm-hmm. and then suddenly had had a great network, even though I had zero network before I came down here. Because you were um, from, you came down from Belfast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from Tyrone, but uh, yeah, moved, I moved from Belfast. Um, I think it's important to say that I'm from Tyrone. From uh, yeah, Tyrone, yeah, from, moved yeah. to Belfast. We probably should have put that right at the start, just so Belfast. everyone got that. We'll, we'll put that as an, <laughs> as an intro. <laughs> this is about Tyrone, Belfast, and Dublin. Well, well there's like three people in uh, from Tyrone that are into tech. Um, one of them is the CFO of Square. Um, another one was the founder of Fangio, and then there's me. So I've got a bit of catching up to do. That's, um, that, with those, that, that, that's those a good three, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we're missing is three female founders. Oh, and sorry, there's fourth, well fourth as well. There's yeah. uh, Mary McKenna as well. Oh, Mary um, McKenna, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, great, <laughs> yeah. great. So, okay, so before we finish on Black Box, because yeah. I am really curious. Um, so two weeks, kind of therapy and therapeutic by the sounds of it yeah a lot of kind of sharing of of stories and breaking down the company and and putting it back together again so like what 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 came out of it then what 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 came out of it for you i mean at a high level obviously you know yeah well well, i guess whenever i was going over to it um i was kind of thinking is this going to be a bit like um big brother for startups yeah and in a way it kind of it kind of was, but in a good way. Um, I haven't seen Big Brother in a long time, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that, that that's the important point. To, uh, sorry, one of the important things to 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 mention that all all fourteen founders lived together the whole time oh, as well. Oh right, okay. Yeah, we're all bunking up. Um, you know, it's like four founders to a room or something. Um, in this nice, beautiful, big house. Uh, so you really were living like very, very closely with each other. The only the only free time we really had was in the mornings. You go for a run. And that would be about it. Then you're really da- sitting down for about 12 hours, 10, wow. 12 hours. Um, and going through all sorts of different sessions. We had uh, lots of different speakers coming in. So some of the speakers, um, so, some of the notable ones would be like a co-founder of Cloudflare. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a guy who um, sold his company to Disney. Um, it was a games company that had over 100 million downloads. Um, we had the first uh, software VC um ever um so she set up her firm in uh, 1989 she yeah she which is an interesting one i've um, got to find out more about her yeah she's fantastic um and, i'm sure she's got irish roots yeah, too uh, yeah yeah <laughs> everyone does uh i think Anne wilbur is her name okay. i think so yeah um but yeah fantastic vc she was in a really good mood mood because she had just sold mulesoft to salesforce Great. I think it's for about three point four billion. Um, yeah, they made like thirty two x or something on the deal, so they're really really pleased about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's also quite funny that she started in uh, nineteen eighty nine, and I started my life in nineteen eighty nine. So <laughs> so it's interesting just to see that contrast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so lots of great speakers, um, lots of things that we're working on around pitching. As I said, we're working around the culture side as well, which, which is really, really important. And uh, the mindfulness, the awareness of, of the founder. Was um, there talk about funding? I'm curious because we're in such a kind of a mm, funding mode at the moment here in Tech yeah. Ireland, talking about funding and reviewing funding and yep. talking to seed companies who got seed this year. We're going to be doing a lot about that over the next couple of weeks. Sure. We've just released the figures last week, but we're going to continue on the theme. Did they talk about funding and, and are any kind of perspectives on that? Yeah, there, there were some some 
things around how to hold hold meetings and stuff agendas okay. um like very very high level stuff okay. to be honest okay uh it seems to be that what's happening here with the funding is mirroring over in san francisco or vice versa in terms um, of the low seed funding yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's everyone is on the same page on that um and there are lots of different reasons and well suspected reasons and theories and stuff for that mm-hmm. um I, I don't know if anyone is like 100 percent certain as to why this is it's looking like it's a global thing really yeah that that seed funding uh, yeah. has gone down um quite a lot i think ireland may be actually ahead of the trend i yeah. think we're going to see a lot of companies sorry countries uh with with the exact same uh, scenario yeah uh, and that's good that perspective yeah. yeah i guess we would be ahead to the extent that we're we're, we're protected a little bit by the fact that ei ha- yeah. is so proactive in terms sure. of funding at early stages um and i guess in terms of the global market i mean the last crash tech wise was 2000 really yeah. so right is that fair so i mean obviously big companies crashed in we're totally overdue a crash we're totally yeah. overdue a crash <laughs> and that's probably why people are kind of taking less risk and going for the bigger the well, more mature companies there's a lot of good companies out there that well, are well, more mature yeah totally and with with some of the funds that are out there they're reaching their maturity levels and yeah. the, the the outputs that they were expecting or wanted are, yeah. are, are coming to fruit or yeah. not um so but as we said on the podcast last week with brian caulfield if we don't pay attention to it and and really look at ways to fuel the next generation of Irish entrepreneurs will be in trouble. Yeah, totally. Um, and there, I think there are lots of ways. Uh, there are lots of ways we can do that. With like, uh, one of the biggest things on the fuel side is really sorting out stuff around the capital gains. Yeah, like that's a massive problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not we're not seeing we're not seeing the, the government doing anything. Certainly, I, I'm seeing a lot in the background from uh, organisations and founders. And preparing to to really help to push that as as the city becomes more expensive and difficult for um anyone to live in not yeah. not just people um in not just sorry not just founders or people in the tech space um there needs to be some sort of resolution uh very very soon yeah um or or, or basically it's not it's not it's not going to be financially feasible uh, feasible to to be an entrepreneur right. anymore and um, so suddenly lots of ideas will um will will be will not be, sorry will not be able to happen yeah agreed yeah. completely agree and it's worth spending the spending the time to to air that right yeah, and for of all of us to be kind of vocal and you know you can't afford not to be involved in these things and it's very important that all the voices are there totally um so let's talk about Waya mm. and cuz you guys are doing some really cool stuff i mean I don't know how long ago it was maybe six months ago you started those kind of classes yeah you brought kids in start yeah. there and kind of bring me up to what else is happening now yeah so so that's that's the the wild workshops um we like to make sure everything begins with a w uh so <laughs> uh, i don't I don't even know why well, yeah but anyway uh so, so <laughs> So, Next podcast. Yeah, actually, yeah, because my last company was called Woogie as well. So, uh, and that, that was kind of, uh, that was because I had a fascination with uh, Boogie Woogie piano, like Jules Holland, that style. So, I decided to take the Boogie out and just keep the Woogie. He's um, in Dublin in a couple of weeks' time. I know, I'm going to go. I, I've actually seen him five times. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably at like, <laughs> I'm probably at like <laughs> restraining order level now at this stage. Um, but, yeah, so the wire workshops are a way for, for anyone to embrace CIOT. So what we do is we bring we set up an environment where people come along. We give them all of the hardware. We give them the tutorials. We've got all our, our engineers ready to assist them, and they build something that they can take home and actually use. So those things range from uh, security systems to uh, kind of notification systems for uh, your mailbox. 
Um, and even last week we did one where you built your own IoT button, which sent an SMS when you pressed it. Great. So there's little things like that that people people just seem to really really enjoy it um, because you get this, this physical thing that you get to take with you um, and that, that's what, what I guess makes it really unique in comparison to any other kind of uh, programming uh, kind of class or anything that's out there you actually get that that, that bit of hardware with you um, as well and it's, it's worth noting as well that about 40 percent of the people who attend are not developers Okay. Uh, so we're seeing this new wave of people who are really interested, really want to get involved, and uh, th- but they've never written a line of code in their lives. And th- that, that's really encouraging from our perspective because it shows that there is an appetite for an audience that are not being catered for. And that's why we're continuing to see, well, what can we do to embrace that at an even bigger level? So one of the things that we're working on at the moment is really a full education program. We're, we're working with schools and universities across uh, the UK and Ireland to develop a syllabus which can then be brought into the students and they can learn about the IoT and also have that element of building things that they can take home and use. So that, that's, that, that's going to be launching very, very soon. Um, and we're really, really excited about that. That sounds great. Yeah. And from, an, from a, a strategic perspective, mm. that helps you to kind of figure out where you're going next with your own hardware products, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, it's something that's, well, it's actually, what, what's funny is the first version of why I was a hardware product. Um, so it stood for where I am. Um, so, uh, sorry, I kind of skipped a bit of the story there, but anyway, it's like giving the punchline before the joke. Um, <laughs> so the, the first version, what happened was my bike was stolen from two floors underground and I wanted to build a tracker that would work in those harsh conditions. Mm-hmm. So I built a, a really simple tracker that created um, what's called a mesh network. So what a mesh network allows is for all the different bikes and smartphones to talk to each other, even if they didn't know each other. Um, so there'd be no kind of clicking into sync like you do with your Bluetooth headphones or your keyboard. Um, you would, they would just be able to communicate um, regardless. Super. Um, so that, that was the initial version. Um, and then, but we noticed that there was a bigger problem in actually turning that hardware into something smart. Uh, so that's, that's where the first version of the platform really came from. But now we're exploring, do we move back into that? Um, mm. And it's sort of something that has been kind of, I've been thinking about quite a lot. So yeah. you, you, you look like you, you do want to move back into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah the, 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 there's a lot of things we've been conceptualizing on, on, on the hardware front, a lot of very, very different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, all very exciting, of course. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, I guess it's a watch this space for yeah. later, later in the year, maybe. Yeah. Cause yeah. it sounds like there's, a, there's, there's many yeah. different directions you can go. Mm. You can be just the platform, mm. you can be the education, yeah. um, and have a load of IP around that education piece are, yeah. so services, I guess. And, and, and then you can also be products. You can also like bring out your own B2C by the sounds mm. of it, a lot of B2C and B2B products yeah the products we've been looking at are, would be b2c um so we will we'll be looking at kind of kind of mass scale products yeah um so but but for us one of the things that we're kind of exploring is can we make all those products purposely hackable as well so that if you buy the product and you're a developer then you can do other things and only and unlock other capabilities with it Super. so that that's that's one of the things that i've been exploring instead of just instead of selling like single purpose devices mm-hmm. just saying okay this is the purpose for it but if you want to do something different here's how you do that great um so so, so that we can bring in people who just want to use it for that one thing and people who want to kind of 
tinker with it a, bit, a little bit more. Um, just as you're mentioning the services, um, and just to add to more things that we've been doing, uh, we also launched the studio side of the business. So, okay. um, yeah, so Y Studios uh, helps organizations uh, build things and to validate concepts as well. So it's a rapid prototyping agency that is that we take care of everything from the hardware all the way to the um, the to the deployment, and that brings the prototyping cycle down from about nine twelve months to six weeks. Uh, so we've not noticed a lot of issues with companies trying to build um, even the most simple of devices because the process up until up until now has been really really complex. So we're taking other methodologies from um, kind of the software world and applying that really to hardware. Yeah. Um, which is quite funny because the agile um, methodology, which is extremely popular in software, actually came from hardware. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, it started with, with Toyota when they were looking at a lean way of uh, improving their manufacturing plants without having to, re without having to build a whole new factory. Right. So they used an agile approach, which meant that they very iteratively fixed different, different pieces um, over a very short period of time. And so, yeah, Toyota... Japan was the 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 kind of the birth of it birth all of goes back and to lean. Japan yeah. in the end. I know the they, they just have everything. It is it is <laughs> one of my favorite countries in the world. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm long overdue a visit there. Yeah. Um, brilliant. There's so much there, and why are going in so many different exciting directions? I can't believe with the how many people on the team right now. We only have eight on the team. I was going to say yeah. you're, you're you're like tech R and we have eight on the team as well. Um, you're doing so many different amazing things. What is next to finish off? What is the next in kind of the world of IoT or what's on your wish list for mm. like, what is the piece of hardware that will, you know, that will solve many things? Mm. Or what is the trend that will, that, that will have a kind of a, a global impact that you're, that you're excited about seeing and you'd like to see accelerated? Sure. Well, one of the things that we're trying to do is to make it possible for anyone to build anything. And so that means that if you're, someone in a, in a developing country and you're trying to build something that is as easy as someone in a developed com uh, country with kind of uh, like limitless cash essentially so that, that's what that's what we're constantly looking at when we're building out new product and new services and all those things how do we make this accessible to en to everyone right um which is why we're, we're kind of becoming obsessed with ux and ui yeah but but, but um but to go to your, your, your to answer your question around what's next uh in, in the hardware world um, yeah, there's so many things that I'm thinking of that kind of don't fall under the IoT bracket as such. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting things happening in augmented reality. I think we're yeah. going to see some huge. We're going to see some leapfrogs there pretty yeah. quick. Uh, probably going to see that that's going to they're going to become contact lenses pretty quick. Um, I would say that's within the next five years. Oh five, yeah. Ten years maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we will see this uh convergence more and more between between us and the the machines that we have in our pockets because mm -hmm. in, in a way we kind of are you know, everyone's a cyborg in, 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 a, yeah. in a way like 30 years ago 40 years ago you couldn't just take something out of your pocket and unleash essentially on limitless knowledge um or have a conversation with uh, with any with someone on the other side of the world or even someone in space technically um so i think you're going to see a lot of technologies built around that um a lot of stuff definitely happening around health. Uh, people are becoming extremely conscious of it. Like I mentioned, some of the mindfulness stuff uh, yeah. earlier. People are becoming hyper conscious about their their mental well being, uh, and also their physical well being. So you'll you'll see a lot of innovation around that, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and that will be probably in the form of discrete wearables. So I think a lot of the technology, certainly in the IoT space, 
um, you see you see sensors everywhere. Yeah. But that's going to disappear. You'll no longer see them. And where they will become part of your environment. Uh, your tabletop may be IoT enabled or your right. wall might be whatever, but everything has some sort of sensor or connectivity element in it. So that we're creating what is essentially the, the physical web of the world. Yeah. Um, and a, a good example of that is the movie Her, if you've mm-hmm. ever seen it with Yakin yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. So in it, you, you, I don't think you, you barely ever actually see much technology. Mm-hmm. I think you see maybe uh, like a, a computer um, you maybe, see a phone. I mean, that's probably phone. it. Yeah, right? but yeah. if you if you look at the movie the movie in more detail, you see that technology is actually everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's all the all the different sensory inputs that are feeding in to create uh, personalized experience experiences yeah. for everyone. Well, that's it. I think people think that technology is the stuff that's coming, whereas technology mm. is actually what they're using all day long, every day. But yeah. once you're using it as a consumer, if you're not a techie, you don't think that's technology anymore. You think that's just a consumer product that I use. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like one, one of the one of the thing, one of the videos I love is from is from oh, I think it's from maybe five years ago or something, um, and it shows this kid uh, playing on an iPad, and they're pinching, they're zooming, they're doing all the gestures. Then the parent takes away the iPad and puts a magazine down and they try to do all the gestures in the magazine and then they get frustrated. They think the magazine is broken and they throw it out of the way. And that, that, that kind of shows that for like a lot of the generations coming that all of this is the norm. Yeah. And for a lot of people, a lot of us, it's, it's not. We yeah. kind of grew up. You know, from the from lifting the phone and having the screech of dial up down your down your down your ear, yeah. uh, to to kind of what we have today, that, like those are those are experiences that they, uh, that they would never ha- have had. Yeah. Um. So what they're getting today is their foundation. It'd be interesting to see what is built on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no, I I love that. I love the idea of explaining to a kid that print didn't come after <laughs> it yeah. came before. Mm. It's not kind of like that end static result after all of this activity. Yeah. It I, actually came way before. T- totally. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love the quote. It, it was like uh, someone. It was like a kid said to someone. Uh, sorry, there was a floppy disk sitting on a desk, and the kid was like, "Oh, someone three D printed the save icon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it just shows that just shows like how like for us that's not that long ago, but it's like yeah. it, it was never a memory for a lot of people. That's yeah. it. It's the future. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, the future is floppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Carl, thank you so much. Really yeah. fun um doing this with you, and uh, you and I will keep talking, yeah. no doubt.